So we good. Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, what was with the, uh, the violent Twizzlers distribution? <laughs> oh, I'm just getting stronger. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Just whipping Twizzlers at people. <laughs> yeah, you want some of this one? No, no. That one's in your mouth. They're going to spit it at me. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, if my math is correct, we're on episode 65. Okay. I'm bad with numbers. Well, since we... You know what I'm bad with? Mm. I'm bad with planning things. Yeah. So, we didn't, we didn't we didn't plan anything for 65. No. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to play on the numbers, which we haven't done for a couple episodes now. We're going to play on the numbers. I think we need to talk about forest creatures. Okay. I think of that. Let's go to the intro and then, uh, yeah, make them wait a minute. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, they're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. So, so, forest creatures? Talking like fern gully stuff? So, 65. Okay. Was the introduction. I need like a drum roll here or something. Yeah, yeah. A little drum roll. Of one of the most iconic motors of all time. Okay. That is named after a fuzzy little forest creature. Okay. That likes to stick you with needles. A porcupine? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm so lost. It's not even funny. Ever heard of a porcupine motor? Nope. <laughs> Most people haven't. Hmm. Because the name was eventually changed over to being a rat motor. Oh, I've heard of that. A rat know motor is? about it. Nope. Heard of it. Don't know anything about it though. Big block Chevy. Ooh. The big block Chevy V8. Um. As we know it mm-hmm. through most of history, because it's now been discontinued. Yeah. It's available only as a crate motor from GM Performance Parts, mm-hmm. but as for being in a vehicle like a truck, uh, a yeah. car, I'm not even sure that boats are still... Boats might still be using versions of them. I don't know. I lost track of that. But... <clears throat> only bit, diesels belong in boats. Yeah. <laughs> so I, let's not get too historical, but I just figured we'd just talk about it for a minute. Yeah. Um, uh, the original big block Chevy, as we mentioned before, was the 58 348 W head block, which is the one that eventually became the 409, the She's So Fine, My 409. That one. You know what I'm talking oh, about? No, no. My four speed dual quad posi traction 409. You never heard that 50 song? Nope. So, <laughs> Definitely okay. never heard that song. You remember 409? I've heard not the, nine. Not yeah, it's the a spray household. cleaner. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's why I was, I, you beat me to the punch. I'll say not the house cleaner. But I heard you start. I had to get it for All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the original big block Chevy was the, the 348 and 409 mm-hmm. series. 
uh, that lasted from 1958 to 1964. Yeah. I'm not really sure why they decided to redesign it. I know that they had issues because the cylinder heads were not machined at 90 degrees on mm-hmm. those. They were actually angled like 70 degrees or something like that. The, it's a Weird. really odd, and it takes a special machine to like remachine those. Yeah. And so they started to redesign the big block Chevy into what originally was called the porcupine motor. And it was because the valves just kind of all stuck out the sides <laughs> the way that they... Like a porcupine. Uh, well, I mean, in reality, <laughs> it wasn't much different than any other motor that ever been made. But for yeah. some reason, somebody wanted to call it that. And so they, yeah. they called it the porcupine motor in the very beginning. Mm. And... Uh, you in '63 ish around there, they started to run them in NASCAR. Gotcha. And testing. Yeah. But it wasn't available to the general public till '65. The 396 big block Chevy V8, which nice. was at that point the um, well, it wasn't as large as the 409, mm-hmm. but it was a pretty hefty sized motor. And within a few years, they bumped it up to a 427, and then by 1970 to a 454, which is kind of the most iconic big block Chevy was the 454. Yeah. And the 454 was ran all the way through into the early 2000s as a truck motor. But, I never realized that. I yeah. thought that was like a 70s, 80s thing. No, I mean, you saw a lot of them then. <clears throat> um, but I I want to say around 75 or 76 was the last year you could get one in a car. Gotcha. Makes sense. And then, they, then it was a truck motor only. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know... But anyways, um, Smokey Eunuch, uh, the NASCAR driver back in the day, was a big, big block Chevy guy. And Is he, he one of the moonshine guys? I'm not sure. Is that why that name sounds familiar? I'm not sure if he originally started out in that. I wouldn't oh. be surprised. He was a NASCAR racer in the 60s. He did a lot of testing for GM of nice. the Porcupine Motors. Yeah, and, very nice. Uh, you know, so a couple of things with the big block Chevys. Um, they are... You know, there's drawback, there's positives and drawbacks. There's mm-hmm. a lot of torque out of them, but they're a very heavy engine. They weigh almost the same as a Cummins 12 valve. Whoa. You know, very, Jeez. yeah, very <laughs> heavy engines. A very heavy engine. Yeah. And they, uh, so if you go, um, what, the beauty of a big block Chevy is it is a direct swap for the most part from a small block Chevy, you know, the nice. 350, 327. Yeah. Uses the same motor mounts, uses the same bell housing. Nice. Uh, bolt pattern. But uh, the cylinder heads are larger. The exhaust manifolds are different. Yeah. The the engine is physically wider at the top and taller. So just because you got a small block in something doesn't mean that a big block will fit. But nine times out of ten, it With will. With some shoehorning, a little bit of a additional you know exhaust work and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, cool. So you know, um, you know, really great engines. We've got one in the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, the very last, the four ninety six big block, which was uh, not really called that. It was the. Yeah. Um, it was known mostly as a eight eighty one hundred or eight point one. What's that liter. in? Uh, it's not in anything. It's that silver one oh, we have on the pallet. Oh, okay. The display engine from nice. two thousand three. Yeah. Uh, nice. I want to say two thousand nine was the last year that they discontinued the big blocks. Okay. Uh, and that was during GM's bailout phase when they were getting rid yeah. of a lot of un- unprofitable products. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was the lat, and that was a multi-port fuel-injected engine um, that was the same big block architecture that went back to 1965, hey. 63 in the race series. Yeah, but, uh, you never, you guys never had a big block around? Not that I know of. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've uh, I've never so. wheeled with one. Yeah, um, I did have. 
I, did I was a- offered one once by you. <laughs> what, really? A 454. It was uh, at the old the, uh, Mill Street house. Oh, yeah. So that would have been... Yeah. Oh, I don't... Maybe offered to sell you one. I don't think I would have given it to you. I don't know. Maybe. At the time, it was, you want it, come and get it kind <sighs> of thing. I think you just wanted it out of the way that day or something. I don't know. I've had a few of them, but... Um, yeah. I couldn't I, do anything I had it. an 80... The first one I ever had was an 87 <clears throat> Suburban <clears throat> with one... No, I take that back. No, the first one I had was a 98 Silverado with a 454. Nice. And uh, that was a gas guzzler, man. I got about 5.8 miles a gallon. Good Lord. Yeah. I didn't think they were that bad. That was terrible. I mean, big engines, it makes sense. When I was towing. Around town, I could get 9 or 10. But once I hooked up a uh, a trailer to it and I put Mm -hmm. my camper in the back, it just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it makes it hard for traveling. I could actually make the tachometer and, and gas gauge race each other. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So it was, it was pretty bad, but nice. Uh, and then I had an '87 Suburban with a TBI 454 uh, that actually got a little better mileage than the, uh, and that didn't even have overdrive. That had a hmm. that a TH400 three speed, no overdrive trans. But, Interesting. And it got decent mileage, I would say, in the 12 range. Uh, it was a two-wheel wow. drive. Oh, okay. Um, There's your... And I'm pretty <laughs> sure it had, like, 320 gears in the rear. Didn't have, like, <laughs> real deep gears. Yeah. So it was a cruising, cruising oh, yeah. run. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked them. I, I'd love to... I think someday I would like to build a big block, like a 454 or a 502, mm-hmm. which was a marine-slash-industrial engine only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to build one of those with a root style 671 or 871 blower. That and, would be sweet. You know, just do the old blown big block Chevy thing. Yeah. Uh, I always could have gotten that 671 turbo or super for you. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I wonder if he still got it. Well, if it's not at a one that was actually used as a supercharger, though, and it was off a diesel engine, it's, it's gonna, it, money doesn't make sense on it. Yeah, true. true. But, uh, no, I mean they're they're just, and I think I think partially what made me, quote unquote, fall in love with the big blocks or the the idea of the big blocks mm-hmm. was, um, you know, not only in the '90s growing up they were kind of this mythical mythical thing to yeah. car guys, but um, the movie Two Lane Blacktop, you ever seen that one? No. Um, uh, I haven't seen a lot of good movies. So it was '70 or '71 that it came out, and. It was the same director of American Graffiti. If mm. you've ever seen American Graffiti, I don't think I have. No. Oh man, what a sin! You need to see that. I told you, I haven't seen a lot of good movies. Well, and, and it's the Never same been to car. Strip club either. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, it's <laughs> it's the same car. Mm-hmm. It's a '55 Chevy two door post car, and in two lane blacktop. Uh, it, it's a fairly low budget movie, but the premise of the movie is they make a bet with this other guy that has a brand new GTO Mm -hmm. uh, to race across the country. Okay. And uh, part of it is they can't use the interstates, so they're only racing on highways. Oh, nice. And it's kind of like a cannonball run of sorts. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one either. The movie is about, uh, you know, basically, it's a car movie. It's a straight-up car movie. And these guys had a 454. uh, They had a fiberglass front end, tilt front end on the car. 454 with a tunnel ram and dual four-barrel carbs. And, you know, it's just a, a fun movie. Uh, you know that that was kind of what got me into the because I saw that movie twenty something years ago for the mm-hmm. first time, and then um, uh, you know that same car they actually uh, took the tunnel ram off of it 
and or maybe they left it on. I don't I don't remember for sure, but they they painted the car because in in Tulane Blacktop it's a uh, primer black, mm-hmm. so they paint the car black and then they. <laughs> Um, get it all set up. And what was interesting is this was a genuine race car. This car was nice. not just a movie prop. It was a genuine yeah. you know, drag car. So they take the thing and they use it for American Graffiti as the villain car, mm-hmm. essentially. And the original person that was supposed to drive it, um, I think he broke his leg or something, if Ooh. I remember right. And he couldn't operate the real heavy race clutch that they had. Yeah. So they end up... Uh, looking for somebody, and so one of the guys that was working on the set, Harrison Ford, <laughs> he was working as a carpenter on the set, yeah. ended up getting the part, and nice. he plays the villain in American Graffiti. All right, I'm going to definitely have to watch that movie then. <laughs> that is yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's not Harrison Ford's first movie. He was in a, um, like a, I don't know, drama or something before that, mm-hmm. but that was like his first big breakout film. role. Yeah, breakout nice, role. nice. That's oh. awesome. But uh, yeah, to me... Um, the sound of a big block Chevy, it's just got that rumble. It's got mm-hmm. that mean sound to it. They sound throaty. They just got that. You know, I love that. You know, they, they, I, I never liked the cam lobing, though, that some of those guys do with those cars. If they get too crazy, yeah, no. I, yeah, I hate that, where it sounds like it's about to stall, and then it keeps going. I, oh, I hate that so that's much. That's kind of how the 55 sounds right now, but that's only because I think I need to jet down the carburetor a little bit. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, you know, I've been tinkering with it and tweaking it, and it's yeah. getting better, but uh yeah no i i get you there i get you there on that yeah but uh you know i've never all the years i've owned a couple of 454s i have uh had vehicles you know with them i've flipped them through the business Mm -hmm. but i have never swapped i've taken a 454 out and swapped a cummins in (laughs) i have never put a big block into anything i've never done a big block swap and i always i know i always wanted to that would be sweet I always wanted one of the things I always wanted to do, and, it, and it's been done, I don't know, a dozen or so times. I mean, not a lot of people have done it, but a lot of people say you can't do it, but mm-hmm. it will fit. It's just tight. Is I want to put in an S10. Ooh. Yeah. That would be sweet. Oh, yeah. They fit. I've seen a couple. Um, yeah. They are, uh, you got to run this, the stock low valve covers to fit in there because the, yeah. the aftermarket taller valve covers and stuff, they don't fit in there. Yeah. Um, but you can get them in there, and then you got to do custom headers, uh, mm-hmm. very, very tight on the the exhaust yeah. side of things. I think you may have to move the steering shaft a little bit, but they will fit. It's just extremely tight. Sounds like it, but that would be so cool to see that. Yeah, that thing's got to rip. <laughs> I I had a uh, S10 with a uh, 350 in it years ago, and nice. that thing was stupid fast. That would be cool to take one of those little cars. And again, I I love the whole sleeper concept. Just do something stupid, crazy, awesome like that in one of those little trucks. Oh, yeah. That would be sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, biggest motor I've ever put into a little truck. I took an 84 S10 Blazer and put a 455 Buick in it once. Oh. So, unfortunately, I did have it running in the chassis. I had it in there, and it, it was a decent fit. I actually got it in there um, pretty well. I was surprised at, mm-hmm. at how it was tight, but it fit. Yeah. Um, the 455 Buick is physically smaller on the outside than a big block Chevy. Mm-hmm. So it, it made a nice swap to go in there. Yeah. Uh, I had to notch the frame rail, I think, on the one side for one of the exhaust manifolds. I could have had uh-huh. headers made, but I actually used stock manifolds. Hey. But uh, in the as I was like in the last like 20% of that build, mm-hmm. I got a smoking deal on a um, a '93 four door Jimmy, and I ended up building that instead. <laughs> but it, nice. ran, it had a fuel injected four three in it, and I ended up just running. And I I took 
everything apart in the 84 and i was like i'll put this in when i need it and i never, <laughs> never happened up, never happened yeah. so um was that that one that um the black one that was at the old house too yeah all right i have parts from that yeah, yeah well i at least it. have the two rear leaf spring packs <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was uh it lives on yeah it was it was a fun old truck but i believe it yeah man um I've definitely had the big blocks on the mind. I've thought about putting one in the 55 someday. Mm -hmm. uh, will I do it? I don't know, because now you're looking at, you got to change out the front springs because yeah. they're too heavy for the small block springs. You know, in, in a 50 Chevy, it's easy because they make headers for it. They mm -hmm. make everything you need. Nice a big engine room, too, so you yeah, get plenty of room to work, in which affair, is awesome. Real yeah. easy to go. I, I'd like, to, like you were saying, I'd like to put one in something stupid. Something yeah. Like, I've always loved that idea. Just stupid shit that doesn't make sense, that doesn't belong. It's just two different vehicles and blend them together. I don't know why I've always loved that. I'll tell you one of my things, and, and it's probably one of those builds that I will absolutely never do, but if mm -hmm. I ever actually get the time and money, I want to do it. So um, speaking of the big blocks, and this is part of the same story here, uh, the pinnacle of performance for the big block Chevy V8 was in mm. 1969. Okay. 1969, they came out with the ZL1 engine program. Okay. The ZL1, they took their 427 that they already had, mm -hmm. and they cast the blocks and heads out of aluminum and made an all-aluminum big block for the first time. Okay. Uh, that's race stuff. They never they yeah. never went back to an all-aluminum big block, you know, for, mm -hmm. except for this is the only factory application all-aluminum big block. Yeah. Chevy, at least, you know. Actually, I think of any of them. I don't think any of the other ones had an all-aluminum big block from the factory. But um, So Chevy took and they did the ZL1 program. And you could order in 1969 a, assumedly, any of their product line. Mm-hmm. With a ZL1 engine. Now, it was a 427, but hmm. it was bumped up at bigger cam, higher compression, mm -hmm. bigger carburetor. I don't know off the top of my head the specs of it, but I want to say it was around 425 horse, oh, nice. which was pretty good for 1969. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it was all aluminum. Yeah. So it was light. light. It was light. Light as hell. In the end, 69, 69 Camaros. So it happened to be 69 and 69. Mm -hmm. 69, 69 Camaros. Got the ZL1 big block. Nice. They're worth a fortune today. I believe and it. And two Corvettes got it. Nice. And that was it. Yeah. Then they built about another 200 engines to be sold to drag racers. Mm-hmm. GM, about 30 years later, brought the ZL1 back as a crate engine. Huh. And it's pretty much the same engine they produced back in 1969 yeah. with a few little modern tweaks to it. Mm -hmm. So you can get a all aluminum big block zl1 engine either an original or you can get a you know very very expensive oh, or yeah. one of the updated ones now here's where i my crazy idea comes in mm -hmm. i like it already <laughs> 1969 was also because it was a one-year only thing they did not offer the zl1 in 1970 it was one year only yeah uh, i don't know why the the program stopped i know that we were getting into the fuel crises and all mm -hmm. sorts of other things but um 1969 was also the very last year for the Chevrolet Corvair. Mm. Rear engine, little sports coupe thing they had. Had a little pancake flat where engine. where this is going. So they only made like 3,500 Corvairs in 69. But they, they were a swoopy little body, awesome yeah. little car. 
there was a couple companies back in the day that actually offered a swap kit to take a whole Oldsmobile Tornado or Cadillac oh. Eldorado big block engine and transaxle and put it in the back of the Corvair. So this is going where I think it's going. Yeah, but I want to do one that's more factory looking. Instead of mm -hmm. having, instead of getting rid of the rear seat and having the engine right behind the front seats, mm -hmm. I want to mount the engine in the back of the car, facing rearwards, just like it was in the Corvair, mm -hmm. all aluminum because it's light. Yeah, big block four twenty seven, and build a ZL one Corvair. Build a Phantom car. I love sweet. Phantoms, cars yeah. that could have been built but never were. Yeah, that would be sweet. So I want, I, but the thing is, if you're going to mate it to the Corvair transaxle, which is kind of weak, but if you're going to do it, mm -hmm. the Corvair engines turn backwards to all conventional engines. Okay. So you'd have to use a marine cam and a marine distributor and uh, run the engine backwards. Yeah. Which is possible because big blocks have been in boats for oh, years. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you just use a reverse <laughs> gear for it. Or you use, you made it to something like, say, a Porsche uh, 911 transaxle, which is much stronger. Yeah. And then put it back, and and you know it's all under the car; no one can see it anyways. But I'd love to do that, and then you'd have to weight the front a little bit because it's still going to be significantly heavier oh, than the yeah. original engine. But you have to weight the front; you have to hide a radiator somewhere in it because you're going from an air cooled car now to a oh, yeah. uh, water cooled car. But man, I think that would be awesome. A ZL that would be so cool. And the way you got to do it because most of the ZL1 Camaros mm -hmm. they weren't flashy. They came like hmm. black with like, like steel it. wheels and little dog dish hubcaps. I like it. They were sleepers. Yeah, they looked. I love that. They looked like the six cylinder version of the car, but they were just rip snorting. Oh. Just they were base model cars with this insane engine in them. That's awesome. So that's what I want to do. I'll do like a black Corvair. Yeah, four speed manual, like vinyl interior. Looks like a stock Corvair. That would be awesome. With a big block in the back. And just, I like it. You know, so. Your ideas. I like your ideas better than most of mine. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you just. I like the idea of diesel swapping crap. I got really close to buying the car to do this, too, because it was, nice. there, was, there was a 69 two-door Corvair. It was just hard to find the 69s. Yeah. There was one without an engine. <laughs> Darn. For sale on Marketplace for 400 bucks for like two <laughs> weeks. And it was fairly solid. And I was just like. Man, how long do I want to store this thing? <laughs> then I got to go find a twenty thousand dollar four twenty seven ZL one engine, and knowing your context and the luck that you have, though, you'd find that from a wrecked vehicle of some sort ready to go. Yeah, well, for like a hundred bucks, yeah. five hundred bucks. I'd want to do it all up, so like all in like sixties GM stuff. So like when you pop the trunk lid on it mm -hmm. or the rear, it'd be the engine compartment with the deck lid on it. Yeah. I, you know, so you got the original like chrome steel valve covers. That would be you know, cool. The, you know, just everything to look yeah. like it was meant to be in 1969. That would be awesome. Do like a tar top Delco battery and <laughs> yeah, just yeah. total phantom. Like you know, I wouldn't show that mess with people if they just like, oh, I'm sure it would. Yeah, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so, but uh, I still, like I said, I I will do my my bastard four door TJ one day. Sure, why not? I don't know if it'll be on mine. Mm. I mean, maybe we'll, we'll see how that goes. Well, but I'm hoping that, that would be cool. I'm hoping that once we got the new shop out here, that we can get into more of our crazier projects. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's kind of the plan. Well, then here. Maybe when I get the Cherokee done, I'll look into it. Well, no, I need to find an LJ first. Yep, I need a front end. Cherokee already is a four door. No, but for my TJ build. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need I need an LJ from the A pillar back mm. and a TJ. From the B pillar forward. There you go. That's it. Be I'll fun, do though. it. I'll do it. Really I will long. do it one day. Yeah. But four door, mm -hmm. long cargo space. 
Yeah. I have to do a custom top. It's basically going to be a gladiator. Yep. TJ I'm okay gladiator. With that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That'd be cool. I would love it. Separate better <laughs> integral body. Pardon? Separate better integral body. Oh, use the whole LJ. Okay, so it's it, going to be an integral body. But, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. My so, bad. like, the Gladiator's got a removable bed. Yes, yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't want that. I want straight up a, a four-door TJ. Gotcha. So, I'm going to mate an LJ to the TJ. Gotcha. <laughs> Speaking of the Gladiators, I saw one yesterday um, in a parking lot, and it was the General Lee Orange. Ooh. That was a sharp-looking Jeep. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen one that color yet, and, man, it just popped. It was, I like them. I don't care to any. I know a lot of people don't like them still, but I love them. I and uh, I've answered the question. Uh, we do Jeep wave to them. We the Jeepers, they do get the Jeep wave. The Gladiators. Yeah, obviously, don't yeah. they? Yeah, we discussed that like many episodes ago. No, I thought it was whether the XJs do. We know the ZJs. Oh, don't. the XJs. The do, ZJs. Yeah. The ZJs. You whip your bush light can at. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Wheel and Radio does not advocate drinking and driving. <laughs> Just an empty can that's rolling around. <laughs> right, right, right. From the party you went there at the night before. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But uh, Wheel and Radio does not advocate littering either. Please pick up and properly dispose of all your trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, XJs... Always drink responsibly. XJs get the Jeep Wave if they're built. Yes. Stock yeah. XJs don't. I've gotten the Jeep Wave from built XJs. Of course, I return it. Um, I know as an XJ driver, yeah, I mean, XJ to XJ, it's like the Wrangler thing. But, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Do flat fender Jeeps get the Jeep Wave? That's, they're the ones who started it, so yeah. <laughs> Does the Mahindra Roxer get no. the Jeep Wave? What? No. They're basically a Jeep. <laughs> it's an off-road vehicle only. The utility vehicle, remember? Well, they keep you from driving on the street. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, <laughs> I just saw. I, I probably would just because you don't recognize it as not a Jeep till you get up close because it's a Jeep. I just saw oh. this dude, man, the other day online and he was really pissed that he couldn't street legal his. I I, I don't know the side by sides very well. I mm. think this was like a Yamaha RXR something. It's a Roxer. Roxer, yeah. yeah. It was like some super high performance version. Mm hmm. So I said, screw it, and he uh, mounted a Suzuki Samurai body to the top of it. <laughs> he like, So awesome. it's got all the all the drivetrain component, everything underneath it is the Yamaha, but That's it's, awesome. it's titled as a Suzuki Samurai. He that can drive is it on awesome. the street. Nice. I was like, ah, oh, that's a way to get around nice. it. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Nice. But, all right, man, um, I know you're tired. I know you're hungry. I think, <laughs> I think dinner has come in, um, you know. Do you wanna do you wanna get into an after show uh, right yet here? Yeah, do we take a break and hit that and come back? All right, sounds so. good. Uh, what do you got to tell our listeners tonight? Well, if you guys want any more information about wheeling or any of the the stuff that we discuss, follow along, post some pictures when we're asking for pictures. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com/groups/4x4talk, or just type in 4x4talk in your search bar and you'll you'll find us that way. Um, we have the after shows we just discussed, the end of the trail. For as low as $2 a month, you get access to a lot more content, stuff we forget about during the show we bring up in the after show. It's a little less PG-13 rated, a little closer to R or worse. So, <laughs> laugh. You know it's true. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> fun. It's a lot of extra content, a lot more fun. Uh, a huge thanks, of course, to Mr. Andrew, our producer. Without him, none of this stuff would be possible. So, thanks again to you, good buddy. And I guess with that, thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.